Welcome to Mosaic Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following recording from Mosaic Church, Leeds, based in the United Kingdom. For more podcasts and information on Mosaic Church, please visit mosaic-church.org.uk. Thank you for listening. Speak today on the question, does God heal today? And um, we're going to be getting into, uh, into the Bible quite quickly. If you want to get your Bibles open to Matthew chapter 4. Um, but uh, yes, let me... Uh, explain what's going to happen today. So I'm going to start off giving you a bit of a foundation um, for uh, for healing. You know, what, what did Jesus do? What did, what did the disciples do and why? And that's going to be the first half. And the second half, it's going to be a bit more interactive and it's going to involve you. Um, so we'll see what happens anyway. But anyway, first let me introduce myself. Um, I'll say a few things. And I thought, what better way to introduce myself than to show you my CV? Uh, it says a few things about me. Um, I'm glad you can't actually read that exactly. But um, if you if you could if you could read my CV, it, it would show you the things which I've done in my education and my professional career until now. I know you're trying to work out the grades I got, but I chose a small font. Um, and and if you could if you could read it, you see the only things which I've actually been good at, the only things I've spent my time doing, are really to do with our languages or teaching. And those are the two things I do, languages and teaching. I actually teach languages, that's my job. Um, all my good grades are in languages and all my qualifications are in teaching. So that's my CV. Um, I do have other things that I do in life. You know, I, I do have a life, um, but that's, that's the headline on my CV. What about Jesus? Jesus would have quite a different CV. Uh, his CV would be a lot better than mine. <clears throat> um, but what, what, what did his CV look like? What did he spend his time doing? Uh, what were the things, when he walked on earth, what did he major in? Um, and I'm sure, you know, he did lots and lots of things, many of which are not actually written in the Bible. Um, but what is written uh, is what we're going to start off by reading uh, from Matthew chapter 4. Uh, it tells us what he spent a lot of his time doing, which records the time soon after Jesus began his ministry after his baptism. And it gives an idea. So I'll read this to you. So Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Then to verse 23. And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria. Um, and they brought him all the sick, those aff- afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. So this doesn't sound, this is not a one-off event that's being referred to here. This is what happened over a period of time as his fame spread. This is what he spent his time doing, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing. Um, and he spent a lot of time doing it. And if you, uh, I think I discovered um, about a fifth of what's recorded in the Gospels relates to uh, events surrounding healings. Preaching the good news and healing. So if Jesus were to have a CV drawn up, um, which is a funny idea, um, he would be majoring not in language and teaching, he would be majoring in healing and preaching the Gospel. Um, yeah, what was what was the gospel that he preached? Because it's important to talk about that. What was the gospel that he preached? We see it here in verse seventeen. 
this is like the, the headline of the gospel. He preaches the good news that the kingdom of heaven has come near. That's the headline of the gospel. That is the good news. The kingdom of God has come near. God and his rule um, are within touching distance. God is near. So why don't you say that to somebody sitting near you? God is near. Okay. Well, then you just proclaim the gospel. Okay. You just proclaim the gospel. God is near. Um, now, to the Jews, to the Jewish nation at that time, um, they expected that that would mean uh, that an anointed leader was being raised up, um, a Messiah uh, who would restore the nation to Israel, who would restore the sovereignty to the nation of Israel who were under occupation from the Romans. Um, and even his disciples had that impression that that, is, that was God's agenda, that he was going to restore um, He's going to restore the, the, uh, the, the nation to them. Even after Jesus rose from the dead and he, he was talking about, uh, he was talking about, um, the Holy Spirit being released at Pentecost. Um, they asked him, they said, at this time, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? They still didn't get it. But God coming to restore his people is very much what the gospel is about. It's very much the essence of the good news. It just wasn't quite how the Jewish nation imagined it. Um, but what does it look like when that gospel is worked out? The gospel which says that God is near. He's not far away. He's near. Jesus spent a lot of time saying what, what life looks like because God is near. What life should look like when God is near. And we read that in the Sermon on the Mount. Since God is near, all kinds of people who previously were not considered blessed, are now considered blessed. Um, people who are poor in spirit are blessed because God is near. People who are persecuted are now considered, people who are persecuted because of their faith are now considered blessed because God is near. Um, because God is near, there's no place for sin anymore in people's lives because he's, he's here. Um, what you say matters because God is near, so it's going to affect how we how we talk, how we uh, even how we treat our enemies has to change because God is near. And this is all what Jesus preached in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, God is near so he sees you. And he's a good father and he, and he cares for you. And he says that you are valuable. You are worth more than many sparrows. Um, that's, that's his quote, not mine. Um, he says you're valuable. and So you don't need to worry about having and accumulating stuff. Why? Because God is near. His kingdom is near. Um, he answers you when he prays, when you pray to him, because uh, he's a good father. He sees you when you pray in secret because he's near. Um, and he gives the Holy Spirit to those who ask him because he's near. That's the good news which Jesus was preaching. Um, so he tells people to repent. He tells people to repent, which means turn away from the life you were living as though God was not near and live a life which lines up with the truth that God is near and he is his, his power is near, his presence is near, and he cares about you. Um, and that meant all kinds of things to different people. Um, but of course, it wasn't enough for him just to talk about it, just to say, this is, this is how it is. He needed to demonstrate it. And, and how did he demonstrate that God was close? Well, healing was one of the ways in which he demonstrated that God was close. He healed, he preached the good news, and he healed. Let's read on a little bit more in Matthew.
Matthew chapter 8, 16. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. He healed everyone who came to him, 100%. Um, and it might seem like a funny question, but you know, and I, kind of, I kind of semi-answered it. But why did Jesus do all this healing? I mean, there were lots of other things which Jesus did to demonstrate that God was near. He demonstrated... God was near through other miracles that he did, uh, the multiplication of the, of the loaves and the fishes, uh, walking on water. But why so much healing? Why was so much of it? Why was it demonstrated through healing? Um, I mean, yeah. Why, why didn't he just preach about the kingdom being at hand and the need for repentance and forgiveness? Why did he need to bring healing into so much of it? Have you ever wondered why healing is such an important factor? Well, hundreds of years before, uh, before Jesus walked the earth, the prophet Isaiah wrote this uh, as he predicted uh, what the Messiah, what the Christ would do and what he would be like. And we see it in Isaiah chapter 53. And it says this, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Uh, yet we considered him punished by God stricken by him and afflicted but he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities the punishment that uh, that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed now these verses are really important for us understanding uh, two things about what jesus accomplished on the cross so firstly he purchased forgiveness for sins he purchased forgiveness for sins um our transgressions by taking the punishment for those who have sinned, and that's all of us. And you know, we know this, and this is this message. This is the cornerstone of the gospel, okay? And this is what we, what how the gospel's been preached since his crucifixion and resurrection. Jesus died for our sins, so that we may be forgiven and at peace with God. But it also says, it, he took up our pain and suffering, and with his wounds we are healed. Some translations use the word afflictions instead of pain. But the Hebrew word uh, pain for pain, which is referred to at the top, was the word uh, koli. Uh, whilst it can mean pain, most commonly it's actually translated um, as sickness. Um, but you know, some people might still say, well, sickness, that could be maybe referring to a spiritual sickness, couldn't it? It could be referring to a kind of spiritual condition where we are ill in our hearts, where we have a, you know, wrong tendencies, the wrong, uh, a wrong relationship with God, a spiritual condition. But is it? Are the, is the word wounds here, is it referring to a spiritual condition or a physical condition? That's an important question. I mean, after all, this is poetic language which Isaiah was using. Is it being used symbolically, prophetically, or is it actually referring to literal, physical uh, healing? Well, um, if we go back to Matthew chapter 8, we'll find the answer. So let's go back to that. And we're going to read one verse on to where we left off. Uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. It says, When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word. 
and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. So here, the writer Matthew is making it clear how we are to interpret what Isaiah is saying. That when Jesus died on the cross, he purchased forgiveness for us and also healing for us. Those are things which Jesus purchased for us on the cross. Um, It's one of the reasons why he came. And that's why we see Jesus healing so much. It's one of the reasons why he came. So when we're talking about healing, it's not just it's cool and it's a nice spiritual thing to be into. It's what Jesus has paid for. Um, Forgiveness for sin and the provision of healing and the taking away of sickness and pain. Restoring people. Restoring people to God the Father and restoring their their bodies. He has authority for both because of what he's done. And for Jesus, the two things were very close together. Remember the story of the uh, the paralyzed man who was lowered in through the ceiling of that room which was filled with the, with the crowd and Jesus was in the room. And the, there were scribes present and they were watching to see what what Jesus would, would do, what, what, would, what would he say. And if you, do you remember what Jesus said to said to them he said which is it which is it easier for me to say um pick your mac, uh, pick up your mat and walk and and go home or your sins are forgiven but so that you you may know that the son of man has authority to forgive sins here on earth stand up pick up your mat and go home and he stands up picks up his mat and goes home it's what he came to do so He healed everyone who came to him. Blind, those with fever, the deaf, issues of bleeding, skin diseases, leprosy, epilepsy, uh, severed ear syndrome, uh, edema, withered hand, uh, the demon possessed, the mute, and the dead. Uh, And that's not to mention the masses who came to him uh, where it's not recorded, but where he healed them all. So that's Jesus. What about the disciples? So, it's also what he trained the disciples to do. To preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Um, He sends out, in Luke 9, he sends out uh, the 12 with instructions to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. In Luke chapter 10, he sends out 72 others with the same instructions. To go out in twos, heal the sick there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. They'd watched him do it, and then now it's their turn. And they came back filled with joy at what God had done. <clears throat> and uh, in, Mark's, uh, in Mark's gospel, it's even, it's even part of the Great Commission at the end, if we could just read that. <clears throat> Mark 16, he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they'll drive out demons. They'll speak in new tongues. They'll pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will place their their hands on sick people and they will get well. 
So laying hands on the sick is what the disciples were instructed to do. Okay, I've got a mystery verse for you coming up on the screen now. Let's have a look at this mystery verse. You've got to guess where this comes from. Okay, crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were were healed. Right, who would like to have a guess as to which which book of the Bible that comes from? Acts, very good. Do you see the trap there? I was expecting some of you to say one of the Gospels, maybe Matthew, maybe Luke. It sounds like, it sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? It sounds like Jesus, but it's actually the disciples. It's Jesus working through the disciples. They were all healed. Hmm. It's from Acts chapter 5. So the disciples kept on doing what they had seen Jesus do. They preached the good news, healed the sick, and it says they were all healed, which is how it describes it when Jesus did it. Um, but they healed in his name. It's almost like Jesus gave them a debit card with his name on it. Jesus had paid for forgiveness and for healing. And he said, right, here you go. It's a, a debit card for you. And go and, go and, go and use this for what I've, what I've purchased. So it's what Jesus had taught them to do. And it's what he'd paid for on the cross. So that's the disciples. What about us? Well, we believe, right, that Jesus is the same today as he was yesterday and as he was 2,000 years ago, right? Do we believe that? He's not changed. The Holy Spirit is the same Holy Spirit with the same power. Do we believe that? Yes, we do. Uh, And it's still God's plan to bring restoration to people. God is still in the restoring business, restoring people through forgiveness, restoring people's uh, souls, restoring people's spirits, their bodies, all to him through what Jesus has done. That's what God is still doing today. Um, healing was one of the primary ways that Jesus demonstrated this reality in the love of God in his new, in, in his, uh, and the good news. It was the same for the disciples, and so why not for us? Um, and God still heals today through people like you and me. So... <clears throat> Now we're getting towards the unplanned bits of today. Put put your hands up if you, I'm not going to ask you to speak, say anything, but put your hand up if you have either uh, experienced healing from God or you have prayed for somebody and seen them healed. Okay, just have a look around the room. That's quite a lot of people. All right, so I think we're, we're, we're on our way, aren't we, to answering this question, does, does God heal today? We're, we're on our way, aren't we? Okay. Right, let's build on that a little bit. <clears throat> so, so what has changed um, through the centuries is the different church tradition, traditions and the teachings which have emerged as time has gone on or the theological reasoning which people have developed themselves when, say, for example, you, you pray for, you get prayed for and you don't get healed, or you pray for somebody else and they don't get healed. We have a tendency and a need as humans to explain all the things which we don't understand. And, uh, and, and people, can, people can get hurt as a result of that. And I, I'm aware of this. Uh, you know, um, people get hurt if you've been prayed for in the past and healing didn't come. You know, it's important that you know it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And you, you don't necessarily need to know the reasons why it didn't happen. We don't need to make, make guesses. What is the truth? The truth we know is that God still loves you. 
and that as a church we will stand with you in faith uh, with a faith that says no, this is what Jesus has paid for and if we have to pray for you again this week next week whenever or during the week we'll we will do that that's what faith is faith is contending for the things which we're not seeing yet uh, and so if that if that is you today's a new day today's a new day um we also have a tendency sometimes to write ourselves off and to think no, i don't healing is not my my gift so that's something for other people to do from the from where the way jesus instructed his disciples it didn't sound like he was just talking for the people who thought they had the gift of healing it really was for everyone who believed and was willing to believe um and you know the gifts of the Holy Spirit are a lot more fluid and changing than than we think. Sometimes we get the gifts of the Holy Spirit confused with our natural talents, like I'm good at music, I'm good at languages, or whatever. And you think, well, that's me. I'm good at healing. It doesn't work like that. <clears throat> a gift is a gift. And I, I sometimes think, you know, when when God sees you trying something or wanting to press into something, discover something, then He'll give you the gift that you require to do it. If he sees you trying to, if, imagine a father looking at his son trying to screw and uh, put a screw into a piece of wood using his fingers or his fingernail or something. A good father would give him a screwdriver. But he's seen him trying to do it in the first place. And I think sometimes the gifts of the Spirit are like that. That he sees what you're trying to put your hand to and he gives you the gifts which you require to, to, um, to, to bring God's kingdom to bear. Okay? Right. Um, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Um, I'd just like to give a space for a couple of testimonies. I've not asked anybody here if they'd be willing to give a testimony. Um, but would, would anybody be prepared to come up here and just say, I can keep it, keep it to like a minute, no more than a minute, just give a testimony of a healing which uh, they've either witnessed or experienced themselves? Thank you, Katie. Those of you who know me know I'm a GP. Um, I actually qualified fully this week, which is very exciting. But um, I believe that God heals, and there's a lot I can't heal. And that makes me sometimes really sad being a GP, because there's so much I can't heal. Um, but the other month, I had an amazing opportunity to pray for one of my patients um, with depression. And she'd been really suffering. And I um, found out during the consultation that she was a Christian. I was like, do you mind if I pray for you? <laughs> and it was quite a risk of faith for me to say that, because we can get condemned by... Um, talking about Jesus in our consultations. Anyway, she came back like a month later and um, was a transformed person. And um, that was also due to her starting to go to a local church in Armley. Um, but yeah, I believe God heals. Great, fantastic. That's great. <clears throat> God restores people's spirits, their souls, and their bodies to him. I've got time for one more. Um, quite a few years ago at Mosaic, we had a Women's Day, and at the end of the Women's Day, uh, we just asked if anybody uh, wanted healing, if they had any pain, and there was a girl there who had back pain, and so we, a few of us gathered around her and started praying for her back, and then someone came over and said, oh, is your back pain because you've got a leg that's that's shorter than another one and then um, she said oh I, I don't I don't know but maybe and so she sat down and and 
uh, with her back against like a hard wall and you, and put her legs out and you could see that one of her legs was like about an inch and a half shorter than the other one. So we started praying then for her legs. So we were like, keep your eyes open because we didn't want to miss it. And so we, we sort of had our hands on her leg and we, and we started praying that God would make her leg grow. And, um, sort of quite instantly as we prayed, we just saw the leg come out and it, it was funny because it grew from the top. It didn't grow like at the bottom. It grew from the top and she felt like a sensation in her thigh as the leg grew and then she stood up and she said that she could feel like ease in her back and the back pain had gone as well fantastic okay right so god still heals today um this was one uh, we got our children to come and pray um a couple of months ago at the end and a few days later i got a a text through from helen birch uh who'd met somebody who'd been in touch with someone who'd been prayed for by the children that day and it said this um, I went to Hyde Park Henley tonight and a lady called Hannah gave a testimony to the healing power of Jesus last Sunday she came to South with her brother-in-law Graham who has crippling back problems to the point of needing surgery he's been unable to go into work or lift his two-year-old daughter some of our children prayed for him at the end of the service and simply asked in faith for Jesus to heal him. This week he has had his steroid medication reduced as his pain has decreased significantly. Hannah was struck by, the, uh, by Jesus' response to the simple faith of our children. Praise the Lord. Uh, Hannah asked that this be shared. So that's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and praying for people, to be, praying for healing is not complicated. It's very simple. Uh, I've got a little video just to keep increasing the faith here. 